We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ready? Down! Put, 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 put! This is the Bear Report Podcast. With Zach Pearson, Zach Pearson, and Aaron Lemming, Aaron Lemming, providing extensive coverage of the Chicago Bears. Go Bears! Presented by Blue Wire Pods. And now, here are your hosts, Zach Pearson and Aaron Lemming. What's up, Bears fans? Welcome to another edition of the Bear Report podcast. The Chicago Bears have made a hire, or at least according to reports, at general manager as they will welcome in Ryan Pohl sometimes this week to make it official. We're going to get into all of that as the head coaching search continues on now that they have a general manager in place. Before we do that, though, I got to welcome in my co-host, Aaron Lumming. And Aaron, finally, they finally have a general manager. News broke this morning, officially by ESPN, coming this morning on Tuesday after his interview. And now the Bears can focus on the uh, head coaching search to kind of wrap things up. 15 days from the time that Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace were fired, you know, and and 13 actual actual general manager interviews because they didn't end up interviewing JoJo Wooden. And I think Rick Smith didn't get an interview and neither did Joe Hortiz, which was the other guy that was rumored. But yeah, they had 13 interviews, two guys that either, you know, bailed out or got a job. Um, it's just crazy, man. It's it's crazy. It's also crazy to think. And, and, and again, you know, maybe somebody will. I've, I've tried checking on this and I can't find anything to say otherwise. But I think that Ryan Poles is actually the first black general manager in the, the history of the Chicago Bears. I believe so he is. Yes. That is another awesome, awesome milestone that should not be overlooked at all. Um, you know, and, and that's not to say that this was some, you know, I know some people have made it seem like that's the reason he got hired. Dude, he was, he, he was a finalist at all three, uh, all three of these GM spots that have, have got to finalists so far. And he was a finalist last year as well. I mean, this is a guy that clearly knows how to interview really damn well and is much more impressive. And that's kind of the thing, right? You know, like we've, and again, I'm guilty of it too. Like, I mean, I put out that list of what was it the you know, the three article, list and you know i had my top you know top guys and getting all excited about the names but what it comes down to is is that you know we, we've talked about it like we don't know that much about these general manager candidates and when i say we don't know i mean like you can do surface research and you can dig through articles and you can talk to people and you can do whatever but the reality of it is is it's really hard to be able to pinpoint what a general manager candidate is doing especially if it's a first-time guy so 
really what it comes down to is obviously Ryan Poles is a very impressive guy. He's been with the chiefs, uh, his entire, you know, his entire tenure as a front office executive, he was actually an undrafted free agent, uh, that was with the bears in 2008, but never made the final roster, but he's worked under three different GMs and he's got, I mean, we're in it, you know, they got Scott Pioli, um, you know, and then obviously, uh, uh Brett Veach. And then uh, of course now I'm going to, uh, John Dorsey was the other one. So it's like, you're talking about three pretty dang good minds there um, with three very different philosophies as well. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, again, I'm not going to call this a home run hire because I don't, I don't think I know enough about any of these guys to really say one way or another. I had my favorites, obviously. Um, but what I will say in, in talking, and I know you've, you've talked to some people as well and talking to the people that we have, uh, it's been very glowing reviews and everybody seems to be very positive. So uh, I'd say that this, this is off for the right foot. It's been a very <laughs> uh, interesting, uh, I guess that would be a good way to put it, a very interesting process so far, but there's light at the end of the tunnel and, and hopefully, you know, we're on our way to figuring out who the head coach is going to be and moving on from there. Yeah, you're right. And ironically, he goes from, missing out on the bears 53 man roster in 2008 to essentially controlling the Chicago bears 53 man roster. And like you mentioned, and you wrote in your piece this morning, which I'm glad we got up this morning because if we would have waited one more day, it would have been a complete waste of your time. The, he has what 13 years of experience with the chiefs. Um, and he, he's been in a front office where you know, you look at the Kansas City Chiefs from 2009 on and, yeah, they had, you know, maybe a couple of down years here and there. But for the most part, they were kind of always in the mix. They were always in the hunt. And then finally, you know, landing Patrick Mahomes really put him over the edge. But it's an organization that does things the right way. And I'm not saying Ryan Poles is going to come in here and be the greatest GM and he's going to be a home run right off the bat. Um, I, I, you know, I, I see the Bears are getting praised by a lot of national media already on Twitter. They were also praised for the Matt Nagy hire by a lot of national media right away on Twitter. It's just something we have to kind of wait and see. But the difference in this is, you know, you can hire a coach from a, uh, a winning organization. You know, you can hire someone from like Pittsburgh or someone from um, Kansas City and uh, an organization that's been there year after year after year. But it's a lot harder for coaches to replicate that success over to their new team, despite being part of the coaching tree, because you have to adapt, you have to adjust, you know, you have to get to make those things work. And that's something Matt Nagy didn't do. His scheme didn't work in terms of front office member. At least he's been able to kind of pick the minds of some really good GM, some really smart people in that organization. And what I'm kind of really excited for, and, you know, hopefully we get to talk to him soon in the press conference I'm kind of curious to see how he's going to build this roster. And not only that, but, you know, will he have a focus on one side of the ball right away? Um, will he have a focus on another side of the ball? What, what type of players is he looking for? The drafting, the scouting, that's all very important. And, you know, kind of just looking at his resume, you know, all that time with the Chiefs, it's, it's kind of just a mix of things that he's done, you know, he's, um, he started off, I think he was a scouting assistant for the first year or so, um, with Kansas city in 2009, you know, he's worked with college scouting. He's been a court, a college scouting coordinator. Um, he's also worked a little bit in the pro scouting side. He's been director of player, uh, of player personnel. He's had, um, a couple of years as assistant there as well. And he seems like a very smart man and a guy that I think Bayes fans can feel, good about but still you know don't 
we're not throwing a parade just yet, if that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. Well, and you know, like you pointed out, regardless of what we think of the hires or what the national media thinks of the hires, we have to let it all play out because we've we've been in this this cycle before, right? Where you know the Bears make a hire regardless of what it is, and everybody you know praises it and does this and does that, and then you know, and that's well and fine in the moment, and you can carry that in the off season, you can be optimistic. But we're just going to have to see how it plays out. And then again, especially with the GM stuff, we just don't know, man. We don't know who Poles is going to bring in, uh, you know, how he's – I mean, he's he's been basically on the the college scout side of things for the majority of his career. So I would assume that drafting is probably going to be something that he is going to be better at, which is completely fine. Um, you know, everything that's been said so far is that he's, he, he's a process guy. He wants to be – you know, somebody who builds the roster the right way. And, you know, like you pointed out, being with the Chiefs and having won a Super Bowl and having seen them draft Patrick Mahomes and having seen the way that they developed him and put the weapons around him, built the offensive line. I mean, they rebuilt. That's the other thing, too. Like, you know, one of the big issues for the Bears over the last few years has been their offensive line. Well, look at what the Chiefs did this last year. They rebuilt their entire offensive line. And, you know, and, and it's, and it's worked out pretty well for him, you know? And so again, we don't, we're never going to know in the moment, you know, how good of a hire someone is or how bad of a hire, whatever it may be. Um, I do think that, you know, the bears were in a situation, at least in my opinion on, you know, on paper where there was a lot of no lose candidates. And I think that, you know, I think Ryan Poles is absolutely one of those guys. Was he somebody that I had circled, you know, as, is one of my top candidates right out of the gate. I'd be lying if I said yes, because obviously I didn't know, you know, too much about him, but then you start talking to other people and you start seeing people who actually know more about this stuff than just looking on Google and going through lists like most of us do. And there you go. So either way, I, I, I think, Kind of the big thing that stood out to me was, you know, kind of reviewing these last few weeks, right, is you, you start looking and, 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 you know, again, they cast a wide net. I mean, they had technically they had 15 names that were either, I guess, technically 16 with Joe Hortiz. Uh, they had, you know, all these names that they were either interested in interviewing or that they actually sent out interview, you know, interview requests for. I mean, there, there was basically 14, at least in total, confirmed interview requests. Like we pointed out, there were three that didn't happen, um, you know, w- with Rick Smith, which was never a confirmed interview request or even, you know, that they had anything set up. Joe Hortiz was the same way. And then Jojo Wooden was the only one that didn't actually interview that was supposed to um, there. The chargers GM actually said like he's, he was supposed to, and it just never happened. So, um, but you look at it, I mean, you got basically 13 guys, they cast this wide net. You had, you know, a few retreads like uh, Jeff Ireland. Um, and then obviously Reggie McKenzie and you had a, you had a, a bunch of different background going on. And one of the things for me was, it was like, you know, you start seeing, you know, this, this list just continue to grow and grow and grow. And then all of a sudden you start seeing these head coaching candidates being thrown out there and you're kind of wondering like, what the heck's going on? And through the last two weeks, it's been interesting to kind of watch them, you know, some days they have three interviews and they'll have, you know, one head coach and two GMs or two head coaches and one GM in for interviews. And then other days they have two, and then some days they had one. And then this last Sunday uh, they had nobody. And it was just a very weird process to kind of follow. Then all of a sudden last night, you know, we, we finally, uh, you know, who the finalists are going to be. It was, you know, obviously Ryan Poles was one guy and then Monty Austin Fort, and then uh, also Elliot Wolf, who's a former, you know, Packers and, 
and Browns and current, um, you know, Patriots guy. And you're sitting there thinking, it's like, okay, you know, at least for me, I'm like, okay, at least I'm good with any of these names. But the one thing that stood out was Minnesota finished their, they finished, they had eight guys in for interviews. They finished all eight of their guys the end of last week, right before the weekend. I think it was Friday. And at, at Friday, you know, when Friday rolled around, they set up two guys. They had Ryan Poles and uh, uh, Quesi uh, uh, Adolfo uh, Mensa were the were their two guys that they wanted to bring in as their finalists. But I think the fatal mistake that they made was that they scheduled Adolfo Mensa for today and they scheduled Ryan Poles for tomorrow. So what do the Bears do? The Bears say, okay, well, we know that we want Ryan Poles as a finalist as he interviewed this, you know, this past week. So what do they do? They set him up for they set him up for Tuesday. So it's one of those situations where, you know, you're you're looking at it and it's like, okay, the Bears clearly had an interest in this guy. It was, you know, and from everything that we've heard and everything that had been said, even coming from the Vikings side of things, it sounded like Ryan Poles was also the Vikings guy. So the fact that the bears were able to go in competing against a division rival and they were able to go in to a situation where subjectively speaking, you could, you could, or, you know, objectively speaking, you could look at it and it's very subjective whether or not you want to say that the bears job was better. The Vikings job was better. And yet the bears were able to make the first move. They got their guy into the building. George McCaskey met him at the airport last night in you know, full on bears gear, hilarious situation. And, you know, basically becomes his personal taxi, brings him into the building today, midday today, all of a sudden he's the new general manager of the Bears. I mean, again, we don't know how this is going to work out. But what I will say is, is the Bears identified their guy. Jeff from the Bears blog basically said, like, he was the unanimous choice with all five of them in the room between Bill Polian, uh, George McCaskey, Ted Phillips, um, uh, Soup, uh, Campbell, and then, um, why am I going to draw a blank? Tanisha Campbell. There we go. Uh, is it Tanisha Campbell? Tanisha? Uh, Tanisha Wade. T- Tanisha Wade. There we go. Sorry. I, that's right. Super Campbell. Yeah. <laughs> so either way, all five of them, it was a unanimous number one and he was far and away the number one guy. So the fact is, is the bears got their guy. Now, now we get to see if that was the right choice or not. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, and I didn't see the video of uh, George picking him up last night. I, I think it was like tweeted after like 10 o'clock or something like that. I was awake, but I, I kind of tend to turn off Twitter and, and other things like that and just kind of try to relax a little bit. But once 
you know, I saw that in the morning when I woke up at whatever time, 7 a.m. It would just, I was like, yep, yeah, it's going to be Ryan Poles, man. Like, this is going to be the guy. And, you know, as corny as some people think it is, I had no problem with George going to the airport. I really didn't mind it. I actually think it's kind of cool that he went and did that um, and picked him up. And it, it just, you know, like you said, the Vikings made a mistake. The Bears zeroed in on their guy. And they made the extra effort to get the interview that day. They, they kind of lucked out in that way. And they didn't let him leave the building without a contract. And that's key because if they would have left, let him leave and go to Minnesota, you, he has a decision to make. And you don't want a decision. You, you do not let that guy out of your building. And they did that. And I have to applaud them. I, I think so far it's, you know, there's been some criticism about the search. You know, people were kind of worried that they were going to hire a coach before they hired a GM and people are panicking on Twitter and all that stuff. But in the end, they hired a GM first and they got their person and you're right. All five of them, they wanted polls. That was the person they wanted. They, you know, quote unquote collaborated to do that. And now for me, the next step is this is let Ryan polls do his thing. And, you know, right after he was hired, there was a tweet about Jim Caldwell being in the building for an interview. I can't believe that Ryan Poles would have said yes to that job if they told him you have to take Jim Caldwell as the head coach. Could Caldwell be the head coach? Sure, there's a slim chance of that happening. But it's not because the Bears pretty much said you have to take the job with Caldwell as your head coach because that would just be 2000, what, 2015 all over again with Ryan Pace and John Fox. Now, Poles gets to do his thing. He gets to interview the three quote-unquote finalists that we have right now, potentially expand that list, go through that list, and find someone. And I think we're going to get someone pretty soon. I think we could, you know, as early as by the end of the week, we could have a new head coach by the Bears. And it's exciting because I'm ready to see this new regime kind of put everything into motion, um, get going on things, who they're going to bring in, who they're going to you know, let go, who they're going to keep, and then start taking those steps into – you know, because we have the senior bowl coming up and then you have the combine and you have free agency and then the draft and all that stuff. And it's going to get really exciting. Now it's time to let them do their job and let Ryan, Ryan Poles um, get to work here. <laughs> you said Ryan P- Poles. Yeah. That, that's going to be a tough one, man. This whole Ryan Poles versus Ryan Pace. And it's going to yeah. be even more weird if it ends up being Matt Eberflus because you're going to have. Oh Ryan God. Did I say Ryan Bill. Pace? No, you said Ryan Paul. Oh, man. You I, just you, you, you kind of hesitated for yeah. a second because I think your mind wanted to say yes. Ryan Pace. Well, I'll, so, I'll tell you this. I've been talking um, to the Picks for Pace guys today about their new podcast name because it can't go with Picks for Pace anymore. And I was like, man, they lucked out because now all you do is just change a couple letters and it's not picks for bases, picks for polls, even though it sounds kind of weird, but I mean, it kind of works out. Yeah, no, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's funny because like I said, I mean, when, when George gets up there and talks, I mean, it's going to be Ryan, oh, you know, it, it could be, it could be Ryan and, and Matt again. I mean, obviously we don't, we don't know one way or another, Ryan and Dan, Ryan and, and Jim, I God only knows at this point, uh, yeah, well, it's funny, too, because you kind of pointed out the Jim Caldwell thing. And I think that's that's kind of important to note here because, you know, we, we all live the same thing. Right. You know, with like this morning, you know, we knew that he was going to be in there, um, that that Ryan Poles was going to be in there. And then all of a sudden, you know, you start seeing like I, I think it was uh, uh, Albert Breer went on ESPN 1000 on Waddle, Waddle and Sylvie. I think it was I think it was Waddle and Sylvie. Maybe it wasn't. Um, 
no, it was Cap and uh, Cap and uh, Jay Hood, and he he went on there and he was basically saying, you know, like don't be surprised if the Bears don't let Ryan Poles out of the building, and. I really like Albert Breer. I've heard nothing but good things about the dude. He's usually rock solid. The one thing I will say is during this coaching cycle and even the GM stuff before Ryan Pace was fired, he's been off base a lot. Um, really, a lot of people have been off base. If we're being completely honest, really the only one that really hasn't been off base at all has been Jeff on the, the Bears blog. I mean, he's nailed damn near everything so far. So, but so it's kind of one of those things going into it. Like I keep seeing all this stuff on Twitter about, you know, Albert Breer said this, Albert Breer said that. And it's like, okay, but you got to kind of take it with a grain of salt. And then all of a sudden pro football talk, Mike Florio comes on and says, you know, he basically, you know, tweets out that he's hearing that things are getting pretty serious with Ryan Poles and the bears. And it's like, okay. And then what was it? Maybe 20, 30 minutes later, all of a sudden, Adam Schefter and Ian Rappaport, within you know three seconds of each other, how it always seems to happen, had both reported that Ryan Poles was the new Bears general manager. And then, what, two or three minutes later, all of a sudden, Adam Schefter tweets out that Jim Caldwell's in the building. And yeah, I mean, my first my first reaction was, "You've got to be kidding me, man!" Like, if it's going to be Jim Caldwell, I'm not overly hyped up about it, mainly for one reason: the guy's 67 years old. Um, you know, the last time that he coached was technically 2019. And I don't even think he got through a regular season game before he ended up basically having to leave for health issue reasons. And he hasn't coached since he, and don't get me wrong. I'm not underrating him as a coach because I mean, what he was able to do, do, I mean, let's just put it this way. I think if, if the, the Colts had not have tanked for Andrew Luck the year that Peyton Manning had his neck injury and didn't play and they went 2-14, and 14, I think that there's a very good chance that Jim Caldwell lasts many, many years in Indianapolis. Then he goes to Detroit and gives Detroit two of their, you know, the only two winning seasons that they've had in the last, what, seven or eight years and the two playoff appearances they've had in that time. So the dude can coach again. And he's a good offensive mind. Like, I mean, he's probably one of those guys that you want to have around Justin Fields. My bigger issue is you've got a 36 year old or 37 year old GM and Ryan poles. I don't know that a 37 year old, or sorry, a 67 year old head coach that has had previous health issues is the right choice for him as your head coach. So but either way, this comes out. And of course, everybody's, you know, in, including myself, I'm sitting here thinking, okay, well, are they really already, you know, trying to do this arranged marriage thing? You know, why would Ryan Poles agree to that, especially considering it sounded like he was going to have full autonomy in, in Minnesota, if that was where he chose to go. And then, you know, Jeff kind of comes out and says, hey, this is not what this is. This is just basically timing. It's coincidence. They already, you know, they already had planned on having Caldwell in the building, but he is a candidate. So pretty much where we're at right now is that Jim Caldwell is a candidate. He came in for a second in-person interview. Tomorrow, they have Dan Quinn and Matt Aberflues, both in person for second interviews, first time with Ryan Poles. So those are kind of the three guys. And that's kind of the thing that I think people are starting to realize, including myself, is you start seeing all these, these head coaching candidate names start flying in before they got a GM. What the hell are they doing? Why are they, why are they bringing in all these names? Why are they adding to a list of head coaching candidates that do not need to be interviewed right now. They're already out of the playoffs. Why are they adding these, these guys' names to the list when they don't even have a GM? Well, come to find out, it's probably because when they talked to Ryan Poles, when they talked to Monty Austin for it, when they talked to Elliot Wolf, those were the names that those guys wanted. I at least at least the way it was explained to me 
was that, uh, that uh, Dennis Allen, uh, who ended up not getting an interview today, and it sounds like he is not going to be getting an interview from the Bears, uh, Dennis Allen was a name that Monty Austinford wanted. And they, I think that was what, four or five days ago was when they, they put in an interview request for him. His interview was supposed to be today via zoom and it didn't happen. Um, but it sounded like, you know, he was a, a candidate for that. So now I think you're going to look at a situation where is it possible that they could, you know, that they could bring in, you know, another name that maybe hasn't been interviewed yet. Yeah, it's absolutely possible, but at least what it sounds like and what Jeff has said is it sounds like the Bears are going to run through these next two interviews. They got Matt Eberflus, who's been the odds-on favorite this entire time, supposedly. But again, so was Morocco Brown. Morocco Brown didn't even get a second interview or get called for a second interview. And then they have Dan Quinn as well. And it sounds like Dan Quinn might be a bigger tie and a bigger favorite for the job than most people are giving him credit for. So I don't know. I, I don't know how you feel about it. I mean, those aren't those aren't names that that really get me overly excited. But as we talked about before, the last few times the Bears have gone with the sexy name or the fun name, it hasn't worked out for them. So maybe it is in their best interest in kind of a weak coaching cycle to go with something that is already more established with a guy like Jim Caldwell or a guy like, uh, you know, a guy like Dan Quinn or go with that, you know, that, that stud defensive coordinator, defensive minded guy. But I think it all comes back to the same thing. Who are they putting around Justin Fields to be able to develop him on the offensive side of the ball? I don't know what your take is, but I'm not overly impressed with the three names so far, but I think I can live with them. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Yeah, I, I can live with them. Um, yeah, man, it, it's tough because it's like listening back to what George and well, mainly George was saying in that press conference with Ted um, at the end of the season when they fired Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace. I mean, we kind of should have seen it coming. I mean, he said they're looking for a leader. They're looking for someone, you know, with, with specific traits. And right away, you know, I'm thinking, okay, like they're going to bring in a guy who um, isn't a first-time head coach. He's got some experience here. Um, he, he's worked with teams in the past and the only exception, you know, is Matt Eberflus right now. Um, if they, if they interview Brian Flores, he fits in the role as the same as Jim Caldwell and Dan Quinn, although I think he's a way better candidate. And it's just like, we should have seen it coming. And I think, you know, you look at it, you have to build as much as George doesn't want to say, Oh, it's, you know, Justin in this and, and Justin that and the, 
and he doesn't want to get into situations and whatever he's talking about in the presser. Justin Fields is the most important thing to this franchise right now. And if you're going to go with a defensive-minded head coach, you know, if you go with Dan Quinn, if you go with Matt Eberflus, you have to hit the right offensive coordinator. And, you know, Eberflus doesn't have a track record of bringing in offensive guys. Dan Quinn does. And when Dan Quinn was in Atlanta, um, the year that they went to the Super Bowl, I believe it was, was that 20, was that 2017? Where they blew that lead? Uh, or was it twenty? It wasn't twenty nine. It's gonna be twenty seventeen. Yeah, I think it's either twenty sixteen or twenty seventeen. So whatever year that was, twenty sixteen, I believe it was. His offensive coordinator was Shanahan that year, right? Yeah, and, it was. And then the next year after that, then he went to Sarkeesian, and that's when everything. Which, went yeah, and if you remember when they went to Sark, Matt Ryan knew. He said, "This is this is not gonna work. This is not working," and whether he was like leaking it to the media and all that stuff. It was like, yeah, this stuff is just, it's it's not, it's not going to work here. And everything kind of fell apart. And I think the biggest weakness for Dan Quinn there was he didn't adjust and adapt. He is a defensive minded head coach. He didn't get the right offensive coordinator in there right away. Um, and, And it backfired because that offense, I mean, dude, that offense was, Matt Ryan was the MVP that year and in 2016. And that offense was flying around. They were a really damn good offense. And since then, I mean, it's not like they lost Julio Jones in, in 2017. And it's not like they lost Julio Jones and everyone else in 2018 or 2019. They lost Julio Jones now. Um, Kelvin Ridley's been, been out lately. Th- their offense just was not good after that. And I think that's going to be one of the things to watch is – you know, what does, if it is Dan Quinn, who does he bring in? Does he bring in a young offensive minded head coach or not head coach? I'm sorry. Off, you know, the young offensive mind. And if that's the case, I mean, who's to say that that, I mean, that offensive coordinator might leave after another year and then you're kind of looking to find another guy. So I, I mean, man, I'd lean towards bringing an offensive minded guy. And I think when you look at the candidates, Brian Dable and Byron Leftwich stand out. I don't think that's going to happen. I think Leftwich is going to go to Jacksonville, and by all means, Dable is probably going to go to the New York Giants. So now, you know, you could have the defensive-minded head coach, and you could have that leader. You could have that right guy to kind of bring back the the culture and right the ship overall. But you need some offensive minds in that room around Justin Fields, and a guy I would like to bring back is John Filippo? I think he did a fantastic job this year. Um, I think this was his best year. He's in a situation in a job where, you know, it's not too much for him. I, I don't think, you know, when he was calling plays in the offensive coordinator for the brief time, um, I believe what was it Minnesota and, and Jacksonville, it just didn't work out. I think this is a better role for him. I don't know if they'll, they'll retain him. I hope they will, but you can't have, you know, you can't do if it is Dan Quinn, you can't go, from Kyle Shanahan to, you know, Sark and then um, Cotter um, in his time in Atlanta. It's just, it's, it would not be good. And that's my biggest worry here is who does Eberflus bring in if it's him? I, I don't know, man. I, I I would, it's almost like, and I don't know how you feel about this, but it's almost like, I mean, the offensive coordinator job is in a way going to be as important as the head coaching job, maybe more important than the head coaching candidate in my eyes. I don't, I don't, I mean, what do you think about that? 
Well, I, I think, yeah, I think it absolutely is, especially if you're talking a defensive-minded guy. And, you know, we were talking about this. I mean, I'm just going to bring up the list as we're talking here. And we were talking about this, you know, before we started, you know, recording the podcast. And, I mean, just to kind of give you an idea here, right? So looking at the guys that they have interviewed so far, I'm not even going to count Dennis Allen. Um, but, in talk, you know, the guys that they've interviewed so far, you got Leslie Frazier, uh, Doug Peterson, Brian Dable, Nathaniel Hackett, uh, Todd Bowles, Byron Lefwich, Matt Eberflus, Dan Quinn, Brian Flores, Jim Caldwell. Five out of those 10 guys are defensive minds. So it's kind of one of those situations you add Dennis Allen in the mix with 11 and you got six out of 11 are defensive minds. So it's very clear to me that the bears are not locked on to going with an offensive minded guy. And to a certain extent, I agree, you know, it's like you, you go out and you get the best leader, you get the best head coach. Um, you know, and we've, <laughs> we've talked about it at length, Leslie Frazier. No, thank you. Doug Peterson. No, thank you. Um, everybody else on that list. I could probably live with, I, I'm not a big Todd Bowles person. I think Todd Bowles is a fantastic defensive coordinator. I'm not really sure that I would be willing to run the risk of running that back, what he did and, 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 and with, with the jets, but you look at a guy in Dan Quinn and that's kind of the thing, right? It, like you pointed out it's it, who is he bringing in as the offensive coordinator? Because, let's just say it's somebody like, uh, you know, Jim Caldwell or somebody like that. Let's just say Jim Caldwell ends up being an offensive coordinator or a quarterback's coach an assistant coach, kind of like he was, uh, you know, supposed to be in Miami. Maybe that's something that really works because Jim Caldwell is a good offensive minded coach. Like he really is like, he's a good coach. So I think that they're going to have to find, especially if they go with a defensive minded guy, they're going to have to find a balance of figuring out you know, what's smart and who's the best leader, but also at the same time, you still have to have Justin Fields as your primary focus because he's the key to unlocking greatness within your franchise. If you have a great quarterback, I mean, we all watch the playoffs this weekend. If you have a great quarterback, unless you're in Rodgers, then you're, you're probably going to win most games. I mean, we watched that game with the, the, you know, the bills and the chiefs. It's like, I mean, dude, there was what? It was 18 points scored in less than two minutes. I so want that. Like, I want one of those guys. Exactly. Oh, exactly. Man. That's what I'm saying. It's like, so it's like, you, <sighs> you watch, it's like 13 seconds left. You know, you got 13 seconds left. You're down three points in a game. What does Patrick Mahomes do? He completes two big passes. They get the field goal. You know, they get in the overtime. They march down the field. They win the game. Josh Allen was fantastic. So it's like, and again, I'm not saying, that Justin Fields is going to be uh, Patrick Mahomes. I don't even know if he's going to be Josh Allen, but he does have a similar level of talent. And I think that in order to be able to unlock all of that, you have to get the right offensive mind in the building. So I'm hundred percent in agreement with you because that is my biggest. And that's been my biggest fear all along with all these defensive names that they're tied to is it's like one, who's going to be the offensive coordinator, who's going to be the coaching staff around it. And then two, if let's just say it's Dan Quinn, you know, let's just say you bring in the right offensive coordinator, because I know uh, it's the quarterback's coach, uh, Getsy, Luke Getsy, I think it's his name, uh, has been the primary name of his for, you know, offensive coordinator target, although that has been for Denver. I don't know how true that would be for a team like the Bears, because obviously Denver is going to try to lure Aaron Rodgers this offseason. But let's just say that that's who it ends up being. Like if he was to be hired in Chicago, let's just say who that ends up, you know, that's who it is. Luke Getze, to my knowledge, has never called plays before. You know, he's a quarterback's coach in, in Green Bay right now. Yes, he's worked with Aaron Rodgers, and that's great. 
But at the same time, he's also working with Aaron Rodgers, who is going to be a two-time MVP and is one of the better quarterbacks to ever play the game. Like, I don't know that that gets you a lot of credit, if that makes any sense. So, yeah, I, I you know, that's kind of the thing, because you would like to hope, and I think that's kind of the overall thought process behind a lot of these retreads, right? I mean, dude, Dan Quinn has been the hottest, like, he may not be the most popular name amongst fans in the NFL community in terms of like the hottest candidates and all that stuff. But he has been the hottest candidate through the NFL in terms of interviewing for all the jobs. I mean, he's interviewed for, I, I want to say is what six out of the, well, I guess there's nine jobs now with Sean Payton, but he's interviewed for six out of the eight. And he turned down Jacksonville. He didn't want anything to do with Jacksonville. I think the only one that he hasn't interviewed for is the Houston job. So I mean, it just kind of gives you an idea. He's had a second interview with the Giants. He's had a second interview with Denver. He's going to have a second interview with the Bears. There's a lot of talk that, uh, you know, that that uh, Minnesota is also pretty interested in him as well. Uh, I think Miami's also interviewed him as well. So it's like he's clearly somebody that the league thinks deserves another chance. I mean, he had a re- – dude, that, that turnaround in Dallas is you're living in Dallas. Like watching that defense go from just an absolute disgusting joke – to all of a sudden what they were able to become this year, you have to give Dan, Dan Campbell credit for that. And you also have to remember that a lot of his offenses in Atlanta, granted they had a lot of pieces, a lot of his offenses in, in Atlanta were good. But what happens if you, you know, let's just say Luke Getze is the guy, or even I know there's been some talk about like Mike Kafka, which I don't know if the Bears want to go down that road with another, you know, Kansas City offensive mind. But let's just say one of those guys comes in, they work out within a year or two, they're the hot name, they get hired, then what? And that that's kind of the concern versus going with a guy like Byron Leftwich or a guy like Brian Dable. And that's not to say that either one of those guys are more likely to be successful as a head coach, because I don't think you can say that. But I do think that they are more likely to untap Justin Fields, and that has to be the primary focus. And that's just that, unfortunately, that's going to be the battle, because again, there's not a lot of great names. I thought maybe maybe if Elliot Wolf was to get the job, maybe they would try to bring in uh, Josh McDaniels for an interview. Um, but obviously with that, you know, not happening, I don't think there's any ties there with Ryan Poles. And from everything it sounds like, man, it sounds like Josh McDaniels has basically been blackballed from all head coaching opportunities. Maybe he gets a chance with the Raiders, but outside of that, I don't, I don't know. But yeah, I, I think it's a very valid point because any of these defensive guys, your worry has always got to be, especially in the Bears situation, what can they do offensively and can it work? Absolutely. I mean, Sean McVay or Sean McVay, Sean McDermott had brought in Brian Dable, who was not keep in mind, he was not a hot name coming out of Alabama when he came to, uh, you know, when he, when, when he, when he took the job in Buffalo, but again, it seems like it's a lot easier to hire an offensive coach that already has the established background as a, you know, a good offensive mind and then worry about getting the defensive coordinator. Vic Fangio's out there. Wink Martindale's out there. Um, Patrick Graham's out there. There are a lot of good defensive coordinator names out there right now. Um, at least on the surface of what I've seen so far, there's not a lot of good offensive coordinator names or established offensive coordinator names that you would feel great about coming in. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Yeah, and the other thing to note, I mean, 
you know, the, the ties that Pulse has, you mentioned your articles, Brian Flores, Dable, Dan Quinn, the enemy, Doug Peterson, you know, we'll cross off Peterson. The enemy's not going to come here to be an offensive coordinator. I mean, he would have to come here to be a head coach. And he's only had one interview so far, and that was, I believe, in Denver last week. So I don't really think he's going to be a viable option. I, I, I do think it's going to be Dan Quinn now. Um, I've kind of talked myself into it that it's going to be him. I'm holding out, you know, 2 3% hope that there's a surprise somewhere where Dable or Leftwich does not go to where I think they're going to go. And they come here and they're the offensive minded head coach that the bears need, but that's probably not going to happen. So when you look, you know, at the offensive coordinator names, I mean, yeah, you know, do the bears want to go with someone like Mike Kafka? He's kind of a name that's been climbing up the ladders a little bit here um, as of late, but then, I mean, you mentioned it, uh, Getsy from green Bay. What would be so intriguing for him to leave green Bay unless, you know, um, cause it, unless Aaron Rodgers retires or leaves, I mean, if, if Hackett gets an interview or Hackett gets hired somewhere, I think he'd be what next in line to be promoted to, um, offensive coordinator. Yeah. So, that's a, that's a tough, that's a tough thing though, man. Cause that, that's, that's the other issue though. When green Bay is without it, like without knowing what Aaron Rodgers, well, yeah, we don't know. Thing. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, so let's just say in Getsy situation, you promote in green Bay and Aaron Rodgers leaves. I don't know about you, and this is all bias aside. Trust me, all bias aside, I, I know would much rather say. work with Justin Fields <laughs> and Jordan Love. So. Oh, yeah, me, me too. I The problem is, I mean, so Getsy probably wouldn't know. Or he'd have, I think he'd have an inkling or, or he'd have some sort of read on Aaron Rodgers. And Could Getsy follow, you know, maybe Getsy follows, let's just say Hackett gets the job in Denver. Yeah. Maybe he follows him to Denver. He goes there too, yeah. I, I man. I don't know. It's just, it feels like there's so many missing pieces and you know, exactly what's going to happen is if Dan Quinn gets a job, it's going to be someone random that you and I have not had on our radar that kind of comes out of nowhere as a little bit of a surprise um, as the offensive corner. That's just, that's just how it works. But yeah, it's, it's very interesting. And the play calling point is very correct. And a big thing in this as well. I just don't want to get into, you know, if your offensive coordinator is poached from you for a head coaching job, it's not the worst thing because that means you probably had a really good season on offense with that guy. Um, I just don't want Justin Fields to have six, seven different offensive coordinators in his first, you know, six, seven years in the league or anything crazy like that. It's just, it's just how it is the, these days. You're not really going to find a guy that's going to stick around for a long time um, unless, you know, it's Eric Bieniemy for some reason who never gets hired anywhere but we'll see man i it's gonna be very interesting to track and keep an eye on over these next couple potentially days um not only the head coaching job but the offensive coordinator and who he fills out for his staff and one more thing before we kind of wrap things up i wish they bring back chris Tabor. i i don't know man i feel like it's an unpopular opinion for some on twitter but I, I thought he was their best coach last year and seeing him get a second interview with Carolina for that special teams job. And I know the bears don't have their head coach yet and kind of what's going on with that situation. But I, I thought Tabor did a hell of a job. And, and someone pointed out to me on Twitter, he had the ninth best unit this year. And that was, you know, they weren't with Jakeem Grant for the first four ish weeks. He didn't have Cordell Patterson and he didn't have to Cohen. They got rid of, um, Sherrick McManus, 
arguably their best special teamer of the past, you know, seven, eight, nine years. I thought he did a hell of a job and, and we'll see with him. We'll also see with Sean Desai on what they decide to do. And, and as I mentioned, uh, John Filippo as well. Yeah. They're going to, they're going to have some interesting, interesting decisions to make. I know uh, what was it? His was former offensive lineman that he was, a, he was like the assistant offense Donovan real. that's who it was. He ended up leaving for a job, and then Chris Rumpf left left uh, for a college job at Florida. Did, did he go? Did Rumpf officially go? I thought he did. Yeah, I, th- I think he's officially. I I want to say he either left week eighteen or he left right after week eighteen, because it was like right after the whole you know the stuff that Adam Johns had reported with you know him and Akeem Hicks getting into it. Um, but yeah, no, he's gone. So yeah, I, I I don't know, man. I'm kind of, and maybe it's just you know, kind of irrational in the moment, but I'm like, if they want to bring Chris Tabor back, that's fine. Although it sounded like he had a second interview in Carolina and it wouldn't shock me if he ends up getting that job. But I'm honestly, at this point, I would be completely fine if they just gutted the entire coaching staff. I mean, you know, they had uh, really, they had one of the worst coaching staffs in the entire damn league. I mean, Oh, it wasn't even close. I, I, I know some people are kind of high on Sean Desai. I could take it or leave it. Frankly, I, I wouldn't mind keeping Desai around if, if, if there's a defensive minded coach that comes in, but I, he's not one of those guys where I'm like pounding the table, um, uh, you know, to, to keep or whatever. Um, and then, you know, with Tabor, I mean, like I said, if he wants to stay, then that's cool. Um, you know, obviously the, 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 the Bears special teams had some issues, but I mean, realistically overall, they finished top 10 over the last two years with DVOA. And then there's that other metric that I think it was somebody from ESPN or somebody from, uh, the athletic does every year. I can't remember what it was that a few people retweeted it, but I think for the most part, man, I mean, I, I'm, perfectly fine with John Filippo. John Filippo either leaving or going. I don't really personally care either way. Um, but yeah, I mean, everybody else outside of that, it's like, I mean, there's no real redeeming qualities to, you know, Juan Castillo, Bill Lazor. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I didn't really see, I didn't really see a lot on the coaching staff that makes me think, yeah, they should definitely keep those guys. I, it, I don't know. It, it's going to be interesting because again, I haven't, that's kind of the thing is like, I go through phases. Like when the bears go through situations like this, like, you start with the GM, you move on to the head coaching. And then from there, then you start kind of looking at like, I don't even know who's available in terms of like, I know defensive coordinator is big right now because obviously Vic Fangio got fired. Wink Martindale stepped away in Baltimore. Uh, Butler is gone. He retired or whatever it was uh, with the Steelers. So he, you know, there's an opening there. Um, Dennis Allen's also technically available because Sean Payton um, up and basically left new Orleans today. So there are some interesting names out there and that's kind of again that's kind of why it's like you're you're looking at it and you're like even Patrick Graham the same thing you know it's like you're starting to look at these guys and it's like man if you get an offensive minded head coach that's got some connections you can hire a really good defensive coordinator and kind of try to run it back with what Nagy tried doing with Fangio again obviously no no guarantee success there but it's it's going to be interesting I, I think you know probably probably should start pretty soon on, you know, at least trying to figure out who's available right now, who could make sense. What are some connections? It's, it's just kind of tough because I feel like the, the, the net is still a little, little wide in terms of who they could go after at this point. Um, but I, I do think we're going to see some clarity over the next few days. It feels like now that the wheels are moving, this thing is going to get done pretty quickly. And I think the other thing to note too, is the senior bowl practices start next week. Uh, yep, so, yep. I mean, it's coming up, man. So, you know, I'm sure that they would like to have their staff in place. I don't think it's a, you know, hard, they have to, but I think they would definitely like to. 
yeah, I, I think we're going to know fairly quickly now who the head coach will be in the coming days. And, and like you said, the process is picking up. Um, Bill and George can, you know, take a couple seats back and, and relax and let Ryan Bulls do his thing and get this thing figured out. But yeah, it'll be very interesting to watch um, and some intriguing storylines. And Hey, who knows? I mean, if they, they hire someone very soon, Aaron and I will hop on with another podcast to talk about the head coach. Um, yeah. But until then, you know, Aaron, uh, where can everyone follow you on Twitter at? Yep, you can find me at Aaron Lemming NFL, and you can read my work on thebearreport.com. You can follow the Bear Report on Twitter at just Bear Reports. You can follow me on Twitter at Zach Z A C K underscore Pearson. As always, please rate, review, and subscribe on all major podcasting platforms, not only to us, but to picks for polls now on um on all major podcasting platforms. That's gonna be crazy to say every time. I don't, I don't know. Um, yeah, and until next time, everyone, please stay safe. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.